Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see movies that are often new and then we don't talk about them with our friends or our family or we, with the, we don't, we don't say a we word. We alienate our friends. We, we put them somewhere else. Our we, loved ones. Yeah, we, we isolate say, our opinions. They say, hey, what'd you think of that movie? And we say, no, no. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. This is not for you. And then we give those fresh, uh, very spicy, hot out the oven takes for you, the listener. I'm your host, Robbie Anderson. I'm joined by the beautiful Jack Kolodesky. And we're here to talk about a movie that is new, but is also old. Mm, what's old is new again. What is old is new again in the circle of life. We're here to talk about the John Favreau live action, quote unquote. In the, uh, we're talking about the Lion King. We're talking about that Lion King. We're talking about the John Favreau live action, quote unquote, Lion King movie. Live we'll action. Yeah. Uh, normally in hot takes, we do uh, the first half spoiler free, and then save the spoilers for the second half. Uh, this podcast will most likely be in two halves, but uh, I don't think we have to worry too much about spoilers. You know what, Robbie? Let's let's Try? impose let's impose a, a challenge for ourselves here. A challenge. I pose the challenge that we keep it. In the spirit of the Lion King, PG. You want to not say any bad words? No, no bad words. Fudge. Time to get creative. Okay. Really, really dig into my vernacular yeah, fun, I want you fun to bag. Flex your vocab on this one. Okay. No, no cussing. Just because it's the lions of kings. Just, just a little, little uh, exercise, little experiment. If I'll you try. Will. I'll We're try. almost two hundred episodes into this show. We've said enough cuss words. Uh, on our 200 episode run. That is true. That uh, we could pretty much never cuss ever again, and we've probably already filled that quota. So Okay. Just, I will, just one episode. I'll try. Just one. I'll try. I'm not guaranteeing anything once All I right. get real passionate. Okay. And, okay, parents. And this delicious CBD recess drink really fills me with that oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's PG. That nice jazz. Dr- it's already a drug-filled podcast. CBD is a good, it's the good gracious. drug. Uh, yeah, I'll try not to say the F word. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Jack, what's your, what's your spicy, what's your spicy hot take on this bad boy? Mm, he thinks. He ponders. Hi. Uh, he wants to say the F it's word. It's not, it's, um, yeah, yeah. It's my only, <laughs> it's my only adjective I can use. That's it's all I got. <laughs> only verb or my, my favorite one. Okay. Um, I, listen, I didn't care for this movie very much. I, okay. um, I think... I think what it boils down to is a lot of money and a lot of very talented people came together that ma- to make something that I think lacked clear direction from the beginning. Okay. Um, because I think the very premise of this quote-unquote live-action remake of The Lion King, which I'm, I, I really want to actually think back if Disney itself ever – marketed this as live action or that's what kind of just media has spun it as because yeah i think there's that might nothing be us that there is nothing live action about this movie no it's animated i think that's just kind of like lack of a better term like yes. it's an animated movie but it's supposed to look like it's and hey real. those lines they look real they look real They're they look really on. really like lions like yeah. real life lions when they talk not so much and right. i think i think the thing is this movie very firmly – like this movie is the definition of Uncanny Valley from 
not only a visual perspective where you have these very, very realistic looking lions talking and singing and kind of emoting a little bit, but not really. And then you also have the uncanny valley of a beloved Disney movie, a classic Disney movie, especially for people your age, age, my age, who were like, I watched this movie when I was a toddler many, many, many times. Like this – this movie, Pinocchio, Beauty and the Beast, like that is stuff that when I was a little kid, I watched relentlessly back to back over and over again. Right. So now watching it again, it's like, all right, all this is very f- familiar to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's too close to the original source material while being this also different thing that it, I don't think it really nails the same kind of magic as the original. Yeah. And it, st- it doesn't it – doesn't, give itself enough room to breathe for it to be its own thing. Yeah. So it's kind of stuck in between this space of being too close to the original, but not doing enough on its own. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, I, I, I I don't think it's a terrible movie because I think if you kind of separate it from the nostalgia and the like huge, huge, you know, burden that this movie had being a remake of a very classic movie it's serviceable it's totally a serviceable movie it's enjoyable there were lots of kids in our theater they laughed they had a good time i saw kids crying during certain totally yeah Yeah. but you know for a a crowd pleaser for people like us who are nostalgic (laughs) for it did not did not evoke any sort of emotion out of me whatsoever yeah i would say the only times i i was getting emotional in the movie like felt like I was like, oh, this, this is like this part, like I really feel like welled up was I found myself thinking about the original exactly. feeling that way. Like, you know, the, the scene, again, we're spoiling The Lion King. Um, you've seen it, so let's not even, you know, whatever. But like, you, you know, don't have to say it specifically, but you know, like you guys the big, know. the big beats, you know, yeah, like, sure. you know, like, you know, the part of The Lion to... King where everybody cries. Yeah. 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 So like, I remember like I was getting like like feeling that emotion in me but then i was like i'm i in my mind's eye i was thinking about the original and i was getting upset about what was coming right that you know? emotion comes from a memory rather than what you're experiencing what i'm literally on seeing. screen yeah. in real time i mean my, my spicy hot take is that uh you know i think the movie i mean i think i think jack you said it uh well and and summed up kind of how i feel about it but I, you know i think that i think the movie looks incredible um, I think that like what they did technology wise is remarkable and amazing. You know, you, it's like the animals look realistic, but so does the desert and the way the rocks move and the water. It looks foliage. real. It looks the, real. It looks like real For life. Most, most of the time, yeah. especially anytime the animals are on screen and not mm-hmm. talking, it looks very real. So that's kind of like where I'm at where, you know, it, this movie is a musical because the original is a musical. And the moment that I, I started getting pull, pulled out of the movie from the first song because, like, it, they're not sing Like, you know, you could tell just, like, mechanically, like, they're not singing. They're, there's mouths are open and then, like... Yeah, there's you, no when, throat uh, kind yeah, of Yeah, like, when a, when a body of, sings, yeah. it, it does something specific. And, sure. you know, in a cartoon, you can mimic that a lot better. Or you cover up that less bodily mechanical things with... um emotion and these animals don't emote like they don't emote at all and it just kind of took me out of it like 
And, and you know, the movie can't be bad because the source material it's based off of is it's, perfect. It's, yeah, it's Hamlet. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's well, sure, that too. <laughs> it also like, it's a classic built off a classic, right? You know, so like you know, what it's doing is. It like like narrative wise, like yeah, it's a classic story. It's a great story, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, I definitely felt taken out of it at times. The, my best moments in watching the movie was kind of being just blown away by some of the visuals, sure. But then kind of being taken out the minute that they were doing something that's like zany and cartoony. Like the movie kind of has like no whimsy about it, yes, because it's so realistic looking. And, like, and that's I think that's my biggest sticking point mm-hmm. because. You know, and I, I, I want to. I'm of two minds about this movie. Yeah. Obviously, you have to make the the comparison to the original, but you also have to treat this movie as its own yeah. thing and kind of judge it based on how its own merit. Mm-hmm. And when you compare it to the original, like the 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 original, those original Disney cartoons were just so able with much less detail to convey so much more emotion, and there's yeah. there's so much more personality and emoting going on. With those animals, which which is why I think this whole movie is somewhat misguided from the get-go because they set out to achieve such realistic animals. And I think they accomplished yeah. that. By doing that, they hamstrung their, themselves from actually giving this this story the kind of like life that it really needs. Having some of the, the color palette. The color alone, is also like, a huge thing. You know, I think that uh, like <laughs> – one of the things I was really like, one of the visuals I was actually really disappointed by was uh, the Mufasa in the cloud scene. Yes, because I was just like, this is the. Se- I want to see how they're going to make Mufasa's face appear in the clouds. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to? Before we really get into like specific scenes, yeah, okay. do you want to kind of? I mean, I, like you said, you've probably you've seen, seen the Lion King, right? Um, yeah. But do we want to just like keep it and not go into specific scenes first? Talk about sure. our general impressions. Yeah. We'll do a quick ad break and then come back. That's cool. Yeah. So, so I mean, so besides like maybe that scene specifically. Yeah, I, I definitely – there are that. specific scenes I definitely want to talk about. Yeah. So. I mean like, you know, I do think like some of the remixing that they do, like some of the humor I think is really solid. I think the – some of the voice cast really kills it. Um – but it's just a thing, man. Like, how do you how do you fucking remake? Sorry, I did the F. You word. did it. Ah, ah, we only made it maybe, fourteen minutes. Maybe in. we're gonna have Burge like add like a roar. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. If he feels like doing that. Um, um but I, yeah, I. The voice cast. Yeah, let's talk about the voice cast for a second. Star studded. There's a lot, incredible. A lot of big yeah. names in this one. Um, most of whom I think are doing a serviceable job. Yeah. Because it, they're just doing the same lines for the most part that were in the original. They can't really like riff and experiment because Which, they're doing the same thing. I think for me, yeah. my favorite part of this movie was Billy Eichner and Pumba and uh, yes, Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen <laughs> as as Pumba. Pumba as Seth Rogen. Um, because those were the scenes where there was definitely more improvised not improvisation yeah. but there was a little bit more like flexibility in what I think they the, could the, say. yeah I think the same about John Oliver with Sazu yes and like there are some scenes uh you were in the bathroom for one of like the bigger added in scenes of the movie oh, okay um not that it really changed it doesn't really recontextualize anything about the film overall but okay. like you know it's it's something that they added in there so like there's a few things they add in but you know a lot of my feelings about this movie it kind of reminds it, it brings me back to like why i really enjoyed john favreau's the jungle book 
because mm-hmm. that movie felt like it was remixed. Like it's like sure. they paid homage to some of the things that you remember from the cartoon, but then John Favreau did a lot of really cool things to make the movie very different in its own thing. Yeah. And I just kind of wish that this movie was trying harder to kind of maybe do its own thing. I but then it's like, that. then it's like, what do you even do? Like, I don't know. They, they, it's, it's quite the burden to have to make this movie. When Papa Disney but, calls you up and it's like, remake the, one of the best movies ever made. It's like, okay. But when you look at the general kind of reception that this movie has had. Yeah. Which. Because we're at the end of opening weekend for yeah, recording it, this. And, but the, the, the reviews and the impressions have been out there long before the movie, like mm-hmm. at least a week before the movie actually came out. The thing that you see people talking about the most is just how it feels. It feels kind of like a, a, a cash in a little bit because. It's not allowed to do its own thing. It yeah. really is trying to say so true to the original, but by the very like premise of what they're trying to do with this movie by making it so realistic, yeah. you're not going to hit those same beats as the original. So it's just going to feel like kind of a, a more lifeless attempt to to evoke that same nostalgia, that same feeling without kind of the really critical things, the emoting, the color, that made that original so memorable in the first place so if you're not gonna really like keep those same important beats that are gonna hit those original feelings why not like kind of forge your own like retell the story remix it a little bit you know shake it up a little bit and i think there was just that like hint with timon and pumbaa and zazu as well Mm -hmm. of like okay we're gonna like rewrite these lines at least we're gonna like remix them a little bit so there's a little bit of freshness in there yeah but it's just not enough at the end of the day no, i, don't I think mean so. you know we're we're talking about this movie uh critically analyzing it as a film um i don't almost see this movie as like a film in the way that i see it as almost like an experiment i think it's something to complement the original i think if you look at it in that context it does that very well um, but in terms of like analyzing it like as a movie, as a as a remake, it just it does not hit me emotionally even close to what the original did. And, and I, I think that really it's it's clear that Disney's going to continue to do these sorts of remakes. They're going to keep putting these movies out. That the Lion King is by far not the first one that they've done. They're no. going to do a lot more. I, if they're going to they're going to keep doing these, my hope is just that they take some more risks. Yeah. Like because if they play it too safe, they're just going to get the the comparison to the original, which is never going to stack up because the originals yeah. are classics. So it's kind of a they're damned if they do, damned if they don't sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I would rather see them really take a swing at something and miss than bunt and like still get out of first base, if you know what I mean. Yeah, sports. Sports. Yeah, sports ball. Yeah, like they 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 played it way too safe. Yeah. They had I a good they had they a good it. defense. Offense could have used a little bit more F-words. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. How does Ozzy say the F-word? I don't know. That would... You know what? I'm in. <laughs> R-rated Lion King. Let's go. <laughs> Hook it up. Yeah, it's... um, You know, I'm not trying to backseat direct, so I, I, you know, I don't want to say like how they should have done things, but... You know, my, no, my desire can only speak to our own yeah, our own like yeah, exactly. But you know, I just I, I agree. I wish they took more risks. I mean, that was kind of my criticism of Beauty and the, the Beauty and the Beast remake. Yeah, a movie that like I left feeling exactly the same I feel about this one, except for I think the visual in this the visuals in this movie are a little bit of a step up, or probably a vast step up even from then. Which I think Beauty and the Beast remake looks good. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's another movie that doesn't take a ton of risks, kind of does what it is doing. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's fun because, like, I like everyone who's in it, and it looks good, and it's that story that I already know I like, so sure. it does that. But, uh, you know, like, are they making these movies for us for nostalgia? Are they making these movies to update it for a younger audience? Like, yeah, I don't really know. I think say. if you show a two-year-old Lion King, the original, they're going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they're yeah. not going to be like, it looks fake. I, yeah, I'd be curious to see what someone coming to Lion King for the first time if you showed them this movie first and then yeah. the original later, how they would feel in that way. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, we're, we only speak to how we feel about it. Sure. And, like it's, sure. and it's just, you know, I feel a little, it just feels a little hollow to me. For um, sure. And that's just like my biggest criticism of it. Like, you know, when they're not singing, when they're not trying to do big character beats, movie looks incredible. Movie totally, like, works in those aspects. The what minute that you have these moments of, like, real character development or real emotional stakes or singing or dancing, it's just kind of, like, doesn't hit with me, like, at all. I, I think visually, for me, even though I, I think it it hits that photorealistic um, goal, it achieves a photorealistic visual because of that, because they did not stylize it in any way they really work shooting for the photorealistic yeah aspect so many of the scenes in this movie are borderline monochromatic like you have one color shade on screen and there's like no contrast there are so many scenes where it's just like you have one color basically whether it's like the light brown of the desert or like the blue of night like gray blue but there's no there's never really a lot of like contrasting colors that makes any of these scenes yeah. pop it just feels there like, there are it, like less offenders than others but i think overall i, I know what you're saying I, it, it I, feels I like a little like like monotone like yeah. mono monochromatic and i think that just adds to the kind of hollowness that you, you i mean the, even the little characters are less colorful yeah you know like that that already like kind of changes the game that we're in you yeah. know like uh, Zazu's not as as strikingly blue as he was right. in the original because he looks like a real bird, so he's blue. Right, but like it's toned down, you know, it's which realistic. is it's, which is also kind of supports how I feel about it just being misguided. Yeah, because I think that was a definitely a choice that they made very mm-hmm. early on that I don't think paid off for them. If they again, this is our we're speaking to our preferences and, yeah. and backseat directing a little bit, but you know, I think there's probably a balance to be found there between fully realistic and somewhat stylized to kind of like give you that bit of an edge, give you that bit of character, give you that bit of, you know, especially with the personification of the animals, like Mm -hmm. just get that little bit of style in there. Yeah. Maybe it won't look so much like a very, very real lion, but maybe it'll look more like a character that you relate to or you feel something about. I think making it, try to look as realistic as possible is a strange objective. I think that is the objective of the movie. For sure. Visually. And they nailed that. And they nailed that, but it's it's strange for a movie like this. It's like they maybe don't make it a musical, you know? Like yeah. I you know like I was critical of uh the Mulan trailer recently dropped. Um 
and it's been announced that it's not a musical. Right. Right. They so, went a completely different direction. They went a totally different direction. So like that movie might like, you know, they're going to turn all the music into, uh, you know, orchestral arrangements. So like, you know, you don't have to have that kind of tonal shift of whimsy versus action versus what you're trying to do. Whereas right. in this movie, like when they break into full song, it's just like. It just does. It just totally doesn't really it, it like clashes add up. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. Which with Mulan, I'm, I am. That's that's a risk for them to say up front. This is not a musical. We're taking yeah. those songs out because those are very classic songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've definitely heard, you know, anecdotally from some people that they're pretty upset that they're taking the songs out. But right. if it means that the movie itself works on its own separate from the original and it can do its own thing and it can exist as its own thing Mm -hmm. you know again even if it doesn't pay off at least they they took they 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 picked a direction and they they went with it yeah no i can expect i can respect them just trying to do something different i respect the hell out of this movie too it's it's no it's a feat for what they did but i it just seems a little misguided or or they're just they're just they're caught between Trying to do something that feels nostalgic, but also trying to do something new, and it doesn't really pull that well in either direction. No, it kind of gets stuck in the middle and yeah. and doesn't accomplish either of those things especially well. Um, but again, this is a movie that we're talking about that it is holds the original holds a very special place. We're going to be critical my life for sure. It, so yeah, yeah, I'm going to be more critical about this because because I still you know I. Among the Disney movies, period, like Lion King and probably original Toy Story are my top two. Like, did you yeah. do that that bracket that was going around last year of like oh, uh, someone Pixar? Make like a tier list it was, of... Well, it was Pixar versus Disney animated movies. Oh, okay. And uh, for me, it came down to Toy Story versus Lion King. How uh, do you choose? I would. I could go either way on a yeah, given day. How you're yeah, I flip a coin on that yeah. one. But um. I would say I would say Lion King's been my ride or die Disney movie. Like even you know as as a boy, you go through a lot of phases where you're maybe less into Disney or you like reject Disney. You're like that's for kids or girls. But like Lion King has stuck with me even in my adult years. Where I'm like Lion King or uh, Disney is great no matter what, and I like all those movies pretty much. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, but Lion King's always kind of been like that flick I could just watch nonstop. Like totally. that was a that was a Robbie portable DVD player and the car ride movie for sure. sure. You know, you know, I really liked um, Lion King one and a half. Did you watch that one? Lion King one and a half is cool. I like Lion King two. Yeah, Lion King two. I don't remember as clearly. It's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Much, right? Yeah, because they like Scar has like a weird kid. Yeah, and and the kids trying to be like I'm not like my father, but they kind of is like going down that path to mm-hmm. be like him, and mm-hmm. and Simba's kid is is the Nala of the story, or you know she it's right. it's a female line. Okay, now it's coming back. It's cool, like you yeah. know that's that's a remix that kind of works. You yeah, know? yeah, sure, sure. It's it's interesting. Now, if Disney did a live action, quote unquote live action, yeah, uh, Lion King one and a half remake into it, starring Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner, Timon and Pumbaa. I'd even watch them if they're like, we're doing Lion King 2, not based off the original at all. We're just doing a sequel to this movie. Sure. So, you know, we're writing a whole new script, doing a whole new thing. I'm kind of into that too. You know what I mean? Like, it could be. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Because then, then they're just making a story from the ground you know, up. It's it's become a, a, a an ongoing conversation about Disney and kind of the monoculture around Disney and how, you know, the monopoly – 
the enterprise that Disney, the, the chokehold that Disney has on the entire film industry right mm-hmm. now is scaring a lot of people. Um, I think myself included, I'm definitely try to be conscious of it at least and, yeah. and think about that while still, you know, enjoying consuming their product, Disney's yeah. products. Um, but like they have so much money, so, so much money. Like just get weird, do some freaky stuff. I mean, you I think know? that's why, you know, it, they, in other departments, they've taken that advice. Like, you know, the Marvel movies, like, yeah, were like range from cookie cutter to being like, we're taking risks. And as like the phases have gone on, right. They've taken bigger, bigger risks and, and they just announced phase four, which we don't have to get into a ton of detail now, but you know, there's, they're continuing to there's, do there's weirder some, stuff. There's some weird stuff in there. Yeah. You um, know, so like, and that keeps us interested or keeps us like engaged with it right because we're like oh what are they going to do next with this movie like yeah there's there's a there's a large chunk of it i had to go to the bathroom and i was like i just want to see how they're gonna do this scene yeah before i like go do that because it's like i know what's gonna happen but you know i'm not worried about like missing the movie necessarily but i want to see like how they flip this or change this or if this is going to be different and it was just kind of time and time again i was like yeah I'm I'm pretty disappointed. I actually missed the one scene that you said they added. I'll, I'll go into more detail. In, yeah, yeah. In spoilers. Well, you want to go? You want to go into that seems right like now? A good That's segue. probably a good point. Yeah, I think. The last so. thing I was going to say, non-spoilery. Yeah. I feel like they wasted Eric Andre. I know Eric Andre doesn't matter in Disney's yeah. eyes, but to <laughs> me, us, yeah. waste. If there was like a Tim Heidecker animal and he only had one yeah. line, I'd be like. You've robbed him yeah. of his like key and Eric Andre's little like tete a tete kind of fun. stuff yeah. as the hyenas was yeah. like fun. I just wish they gave him a little bit more time to breathe. I I uh, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, uh, and my only kind of last bit before bringing the spoilers is like if you're gonna see the movie, um, see it here, uh, see it here, see it at the story screens, very, uh, very comfortable. Theater. Hey, guess what? It's hot outside and the ac in here is cool he's nice but i think seeing this movie on a big screen as a spectacle is is the way to consume it if you choose to consume it and uh you know high high def def. but you know like uh so that's our quick hot takes on it we're gonna take a quick break and break into maybe not spoilers but specifics and uh talk about who dies again Mm mm-hmm Welcome to another episode of It's Fits, where Story Screen's own film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the 1998 Disney Eddie Murphy vehicle, Mulan. Mulan, I'm not even sure if that's um, a cartoon or a movie or a musical. Mulan. Mulan. I think that's not the Moulin Rouge. It's Mulan. Never saw it. It's a cartoon by Disney. Oh, I have nothing to say about it. I don't know. I have never even seen Moulin Rouge. Um, Nicole Kimmons in that one. Shut up. This has been another episode of It's Fits. And welcome back to Hot Takes, the show where we do the thing. Uh, so now we're going to talk about uh, more specific scenes in Lion King that may or may not have worked for us and why. 
Um, maybe we should just talk about, you know, some, some more positive aspects of the film that we were potentially into to start off. Do you have any praise specifically to throw at the movie? Um, well, I mentioned this in the pre-spoiler section, but I do think when they let Timon and Pumbaa kind of riff riff a little bit, yeah. that was definitely the most fun I had in the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, the Hakuna, Hakuna Matata song, um, I mean, is probably one of my favorites from the original. Uh, I like how i don't recall it's i don't did you watch the original recently before no it's pretty in there though yeah i mean it's in in there for me as well but i don't so much remember um hakuna matata being uh so much of a like nihilist principle so that's like (laughs) one of the weird like subtle changes they made in the movie where they're just like yeah Simone and pumbaa are like hardcore nihilists yeah yeah which i'm like I'm into it. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. And, yeah. like, thematically for, you know, this movie, it's always been about this. But, like, to go from, you know, the um, adolescence of being told you are you are destined to be – to fill this great role and mm-hmm. you're going to be king and, like, you have these – you're living in your father's shadow but you're, you're expected to meet these expectations. Yeah. And then – to forgo that and run away and then, you know, kind of live life your own way and meet these two characters who are like, just, uh, just hang out and just have fun till you die. Because nothing matters. We're going to die. Yeah. So like, just enjoy your life while you have it because it's a straight line and we're going to die at the end of it. The straight line. I agree. I was like that line alone just recontextualizes like their whole thing, which is funny. It is. It is the most 2019 way you could write that aspect of the Lion King of like, especially like the people that were watching the Lion King of our age, like where we're at now. I think that's going to resonate with us the most at like, yeah, yeah, nothing does matter. Why am I going to work or uh, doing anything that I don't want to do? Because who knows if this planet will be around in 20, 30 years. So who knows? why not just uh, yeah. chill out and eat grubs with my friends and not care about anything? Eat grubs with the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crack a grub with the boys. <laughs> yeah. So I I thought, yeah, crack into a into – a, um, a slim bug. A log. I guess that's what they did a few a times. Log, yeah. kind of like a log kind of thing. Yeah. That's where bugs are. But yeah, I thought that was that was <laughs> I like, kind of funny I, I and I appreciated that part too. Yeah. yeah. Their their limes their limes. Their lines were the most remixed. Lions? Their lions were the most remixed. I think Zazu's lines as well. Yes. John uh, Oliver did a good job as I thought I think Zazu, so. I think. He was born to play that character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, so the scene that they added that you missed a uh, portion of was it was basically Nala escaping from Pride Rock and running away. I see. And it was kind of like a, a sneaking mission. She had to like sneak around ah, the hyenas and, okay. and Scar almost found her. But then Zazu had to like distract him. So Weapons she could run OSP. Away. Yes. La yes. Lale Lule Lo. I see. So, the Lion Lule Lo. The Lion Lule Lo. So she uh, – then she gets away. And that's kind of the scene. So cool. like kind of seemed like another scene to give – Beyonce's character maybe a little I guess more that, of a to-do. I guess that makes sense because when I, ch- when I got up to go to the bathroom, yeah. it was after uh, Rafiki had found the f- the hair. Yes. And Which I actually really liked that sequence. Yeah, it was okay. Of like the it hair. It was long. It was long. It was long when you put it up against the context of other scenes that are very important being shortened. 
Yeah, this movie uh, moves at a fast pace. It felt like it was about 30 minutes long. Yeah, it's it's strange. It was strange. It's strange. I'm actually going to... You look up the runtime of the original Lion King. I'll okay, look up the runtime of yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, so this movie is an... Uh, the new Lion King, 2019 Lion King, is an hour and 58 minutes. I'm not as fast as you. You must I had, have had, I had it open. You had that... Pro- you cheated on me. Yeah, wait, okay. wait, I didn't cheat on you. Uh, original runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, for that matter... Okay, so I, I do feel like... Seth Rogen yeah. and Billy Eichner got a lot of lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. Feels like Donald Glover barely, barely had any time to really. Yeah, and I think they added more lines. I don't know. I, I, I yeah. just, it just felt like his lines didn't have like a. When he came in, like after the the log walking scene, after like the age uh, montage, like the Hakuna Matata song, mm-hmm. I, I felt like when he came in and started singing, I was just like, hell yeah. How long did you say this movie was? It was an hour and fifty-eight minutes. This uh, the original was eighty-eight minutes, so not even an hour and a half. So wow, how'd that even happen? <laughs> was shorter. Damn. Maybe because like maybe because we haven't watched it recently, it feels that way. I mean, like maybe we're also not kids anymore. So. Yeah. So time is strange. <laughs> yeah. Um. The flat circle of life. The flat circle of life. But yeah, when Donald Glover like came in, I was just like. Donald Glover's my boy, Low Child's Gambino. He's Same. singing. He sounds awesome in the end of that song when he is singing. Yep. But he doesn't do that much singing in the rest of the movie. No, either. he has the one, the one song with Nala, which like, you know, him and Beyonce singing a song together should be like, should be on paper, like the best thing I've ever heard. So, Robbie, can you answer me a question? I can, I can try. What is the name of the song that Nala... And Simba sing together. Can you feel the love tonight? Mm-hmm. Tonight. Yeah. And um, what time of the day did that song take place at? Can you feel the love at 4 This afternoon. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why would you make that change? It's, it's strange. And they're just like on the rock. Whereas like in the other movie, it's actually like surprisingly more suggestive what they're like oh, yes. about to do. Oh, They yes. give each other the eyes, which is just like, oh. That baby that they have at the end of this movie? Happened and then. That's when that happened. That's baby when that made. happened. And in this movie, it's just like, it's, stra- it's a strange change. Very strange. Yeah. And like they, and they didn't seem like they were doing that much stuff. And Oh, it didn't seem like they had any chemistry at all? Oh. And I think, like, you know, I, I've heard... Is it because maybe Beyonce is old enough to play uh, Simba's mother rather than play uh, Nala? I think it's less of that and more of, like, uh, Donald Glover did, like, a Jimmy Kimmel interview and they talked about, like, did you guys, like, record together at all? And he's like, no. no. Oh, no. I never got yeah. to see Beyonce in I don't think, like... All. I think that's kind of thing. Like, I don't think any of these people, like, met each other until the premiere. But that's the know? thing is... Uh, that might be most animated that's movies. That's how a lot of yeah. voiceover work goes. And Beyonce's a busy lady. And she is, yes. Yeah. Uh, she's probably the closest thing that the United States has to a queen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I buy that. But uh, it's... Yeah, it it just doesn't come across. It, again, like we kind of said, pre-spoiler. It's all just kind of hollow. Yeah, you know, lifeless at times. Yeah, it's just going through the which motions. is like looking so realistic. It feels like le- it feels less emotional. Like I'm just not as invested in it. Like it's the uncanny valleyness. Of it's it. weird. Yeah. Like there's like the one scene that really I remember it so well because it took me out of the movie so hard. It's super in the. It's way in the beginning. It's the uh, I can't wait to be king song. Yep. 
And it's at the end, it's like, I can't wait to be king. And it's like, it's like the moment where like everything crescendos, everyone's like singing. And it's just Simba and all his mouth like kind of open a little bit because mm-hmm. lions only really do that a little bit. Uh-huh. And they're positioned in a way where they're still. Yep. And they're singing in a way that would make anyone else be a little bit more animated. Mm-hmm. And then they close their mouth and go. And it's the end of the song. I'm yeah. just like, that looks just weird. And like the thing is like before that when they're running around in between like all the people and stuff and you have the hippo saying, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is more like it. This is like better, you know? Right. But when the song culminates in that moment and it ends, like, it looks so flat, not not sonically, not, like, vocally, but just on these characters' faces that are supposed to be portraying this, like, one of the, the classic Disney songs of all time. It just yeah. does not work <laughs> for me. It, it never really felt like the voice work, the singing, and the visuals really synchronized that well. No, not yeah. because they were out of sync, it just... If there was a disconnect there. There's not a, the there's no like synergy yeah. between all these elements. Um yeah. you know, I also I really like uh uh the the guy who plays Scar. Oh, go ahead, Ravi. Chibotel EGO4? EGO4. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm, um, I'm not actually that sure, but I, that's my best attempt. I think he had some moments where I was just like there were some lines where like this rivals Jeremy Irons. And then there are some where I'm just like, I don't fucking know about this. Yeah. Well, you did it again. <sighs> Put it in the jar. Fudge. Ding, ding. Um, and like, I, I don't think that's like his fault. I think that's a, the direction he was given sure. to do those lines, you know? But uh, like, the, like the scene where he's just like, long live the king. That's like, Jeremy Iron says that he, when he says it to Mufasa right before he kills him, mm-hmm. he like leans in close and he like whispers it before mm-hmm. like kill him. And then like, uh, the the newer tell. the newer version of yes. it it's like long live the king and he just like kind of like scratches them and yeah. it's just doesn't resonate as much and then like his song they tone down a lot and that's just kind they of a basically bummer. cut it out it's we like had heard there. post or pre this movie coming out that they cut that song entirely so it's like there ish it's there ish but they never really break into the full singing. They kind of like ramp up to it. And just as like the chorus is about to hit again, he kind of just says, be prepared. Like and it moves seven on times. To the like, next. Be prepared. Yeah. Be, be prepared. prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared. Um, and the interesting thing also is that they chose to keep Mufasa as James Earl Jones. Because, of course, you can't like. If he's still around, down to do it. You can't really, yeah, yeah. Like that's that was probably a sound choice, but Jeremy Irons is still around. Also, uh, I think I heard that they asked him and he said no. Really? Yeah, I don't like quote oh. me on that, but I think he was like, yeah, "Well, I'm going to text good. Jeremy right now and find out what he said." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, text Mister Irons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jeremy, is that true? Is that true? Did yeah, you? I was busy being uh, the butler from Batman. Right. In, oh, in those movies. Oh no, Jeremy. Uh yeah, I thought that was that was another weird choice. And you know, I like the the Be Prepared song is so good in the original. And that's oh, when yeah. they have like the swath of like green smoke and all that stuff. Oh, color. Cave. They had color in it. Yeah. Mm. Um that's another thing that, that kind of brings me to the point I was bringing up earlier, where like the Mufasa in the Clouds moment, 
Like, I was just like, make the lightning make his face. Just at least give me that. You could even do it. I was None looking it. for it. None I was it. looking for it so hard. I was, I was like, all right, yeah. maybe they don't want to do like a full lion face because that would be a little bit ridiculous. But like, Into you it, can yeah. look at a cloud and be like, oh, it kind of looks like a lion. They, It's like they didn't even. Not even. Not even close. Maybe barely a little bit, but that might just be me imagining it. And that's like another moment where it's just like, you know, I wish they took the chance of like, don't make this feel realistic. Like, turn the sky like purple that swirls yeah. with like blue and creates this like you know shape but then like you know maybe what they're afraid of is it would just look so insane and out of place i don't know but that that's kind of the thing like i just wish that they you know kind of kept maybe the same fundamental like let's make it realistic yeah but let's not go full like you said on candy valley but there's you know? there's a balance between this looks insane and out of place and unnatural and this looks visually striking yeah you know, and I don't think even though it is striking how much these look like real lions and yeah. animals and stuff, it's never like, oh, this is like a visually striking scene because the scene is composed in such a way that I, it's drawing my eye with color and motion and, and it's resonating that way. I think the the scene that does it the best is when they, uh, they're showing young Simba like where Timon and Pumbaa live. Yes. I think that scene has kind of the, and that like that landscape that they're in is much more like lush and floral right. and I think looks And there's a, there incredible. are a lot of other animals. And the bugs are colorful yes. enough, you know, like, yep. so like that stuff I thought all really the works. The bush baby is the really bush cute. bush baby is great. As well. Yeah. And I will say that the, uh, the baby CGI animals, like, like Simba when he's a, a cub, like yeah. very cute. They're so, so cute. cute. So cute. Oh, it's so cute. I never that, – that's one thing I will say over the original. I never really looked at the original and thought like, oh, cute animals because they're cartoons. This, I was like, yeah. oh, that's a cute – that's a cute – Well, because you want to like take them home and be like, you little baby That's a really cute little – that's a cute little bush baby. That's cute, you know. Yeah. There's like one scene where they have like a lemur just kind of like jump up in the middle of the frame and like yeah. do something. I'm like, yo, more of this because that's not in the original at all. Like, right. yeah, if you're going to go like – like do this like Nat Geo shit but just – Sorry. Uh, do this Nat Geo I mean, stuff and just make it look crazy. Like, just make right. it look insane, you know? So. Right. Yeah. I, I Yeah. And just make it funny. You I'm know? just like, repeating myself at this point. I know. We're kind of like running in the circles. Um, running in circles of life. In the circles of life. Yeah. I uh, I was a little let down. I wanted to like the movie more. And I was really trying to be super open to it, man. Like, I was watching just trying to be like, I... I'm here to see if it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I there's no way they can really mess it up. I don't think they messed it up. You know, I think there's a lot of people there. So I, you know, I've been working at the theater all weekend. Most people who leave that theater super into it, loved it, were here for it. Uh, for me, I just it just fell flat, man. I even think I even think having James Earl Jones repeating some of those lines, like he did it like different, and they just Not weren't as good. As good. Yeah, they yeah. just weren't as good as like. Well, they're so classic that in your mind. They sound a very particular way. Yeah. It's like if you heard a song that you've listened to a hundred times, a thousand times, mm-hmm. just be re-recorded one like and be a little bit different. It's like that doesn't sound exactly the same as it does in my head, which is why choosing James Earl Jones to reprise Mufasa and no one else reprise their voice cast yeah. is so – it's also weird. It's mm. also like that kind of – again – those classic Simba remember, remember. like you Ooh, I remember you that are. a very 
particular way in my head. Yeah. And the way he says it in this movie, it's like it feels like out of cadence. Yeah, not, it's something just it just feels a little off. It's strange. And I also felt like I feel like Don Glover's performance felt a little. Uh, I feel like it could have been zanier. I think he was maybe directed Lifeless. to do like a more like downplayed approach, but I was not into it. No. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like it, it's just. For a movie that's trying so hard to look lifelike, it just feels kind of lifeless. And it's, uh... There's your one-liner right there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, thank you. It's just it's uh, it's just kind of a bummer. And, like, it's a feat of, tech- of technological advancement. Absolutely. But it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't necessarily make it worse, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, think, I don't think the movie is worse for existing. I think it just makes the original look that much better. Right. You know? Disney... Do you remember Walking with Dinosaurs? Walking with Dinosaurs. Are they in the city in that one? No. No. Walking with Dinosaurs was, was a a uh, documentary style, like like Planet Earth style documentary, but it took place in like dinosaur time. Mm-hmm. So it was David Attenborough, I'm pretty sure, narrating like footage of dinosaurs that they filmed like in real locations but with yeah. CG dinosaurs mm-hmm. which back in the day it came out in like the early 2000s I want to say back in the day it like looked really cool and it was like they were kind of trying to do like documentary style like if dinosaurs were, were still around and if we could film them and it was like kind of like a you know studying them in their habitat kind of thing yeah Disney should take this technology and do that again because that would be so cool yeah uh, but when you're trying to, it didn't work for this for me. I don't know. Think. I think it's just, you know, I think it was just trying to do too many things while also still trying to, I, I think it maybe wasn't trying to do, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I, I think if you're trying to make it like that realistic, then you can't have the whimsy. So when you're trying to do the whimsy, then it just feels kind of weird. Yeah. Um, they, they put themselves, they, they got stuck on this. And yeah. this is why I said at the very top, it just felt like the direction of it like the it was just misguided from the beginning right yeah <sighs> well, oh well well oh, you know it'll only be about six months until the next disney remake Mulan, so i think is the next one right? yeah yeah, yeah. that's 2020 so is it 2020 i think that's what it said at the okay. end of the trailer so you know holding that hope uh they're gonna keep making them so we're gonna keep watching them yeah uh, and that's just the way it is we'll be here uh story screen is not the only podcast or story screens not the only podcast story screens is the only place where podcasts happen yep but that's also that's the only we're the only we're podcast the only about place. movies uh hot takes is not the only podcast we do for story screen story screen also does cathode ray cast which is a show about tv they also do over drinkers which is a show about mike burge being drunk and having friends uh they also do uh there's also a movie theater that exists the story screen beacon theater located in beacon new york where you can watch the lion king and a whole bunch of other really cool new movies and you can buy a effin t-shirt nice thank you uh we also do articles reviews from a very talented group of movie lovers that we'd love if you would go if we and do check say out. so ourselves yes um we recently just got into the top eight hudson valley podcasts to listen to so you know if you're if you've been on the inside the whole time nice 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 that's hv mag right hv mag yeah thank you very um, much hv mag thank you very much uh shout out to all the other podcasts that are on that list with us if you've been with us the whole time kudos to you if you're just listening now 
you know, just tell tell your friends. Uh, tell your friends that we're on Spotify know, now. If that's we're on Spotify. Thing. Find hey, us on Spotify. Wanna, wanna we check do us that. Out on Spotify. We're also on any other podcast catcher. We're kind of everywhere like. now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're we're doing the thing. Uh, and you know, I I usually like to say this, but uh, reach out to us. Talk to us about movies. We like talking to people about movies. We talk about movies with our friends. And uh, you know, say say you you really like the Lion King. I'd love to hear uh, why. And maybe we'd uh, yeah. Have a chat because I comment, I'm, comment on stuff. Yeah, man. Instagram probably is the place we'd see it the most. Instagram we'd see it the most. You can do it on Facebook too. We're there for sure. I'm not. I won't see it. You won't see it on Facebook. Yeah. Are you you could say you could talk any kind of smack about me you want on Facebook because I will not see it. So if you want to talk shit about Jack Holodesky, Facebook.com is the, the place. PG version, ah, man. You You're talk, blowing it. If you want to talk smack about Jack Holodesky, you know where to do it. Um, all right. Well, thank you again for listening. And Jack, thank you again for joining me. Thanks for having me. Anytime. I'm Robbie Anderson. And I, uh, you know, Hakuna Matata, I guess. Who cares? Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Life's We're all going to die. Hakuna We're all going to die. Hakuna Matata. Simba, Nala, Pumbaa, Scar. What do you think they called Scar before he got a scar? Um, acne. Acne. <laughs> Sarabi. They took out the line where Scar yelled, Sarabi! I love right. that shit. Yeah. I love yeah. that shit good. Mm-hmm. Who was it who played um, Nala? Uh, Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Uh, prolific uh, artist, 